Hello, and thank you for listening to the podcast for this uh, beautiful 4th of July weekend. I hope you are having a great one. I hope that you have some time off this weekend. I am taking some time off this weekend. I am extremely excited to say that today, and Tuesday for that matter, I do not plan to lift one single finger for work. That's right. You heard it here. I will do nothing except for frantically check my emails and respond to anything that seems timely. But, you know, that's entrepreneurship. Anyway, today back to the interviews. Not really pressuring myself to get interviews. Obviously, if you listen to this thing regularly, you know that. Uh, But not really pressuring myself to bring too many interviews onto the show these days. Just kind of doing whatever comes naturally. This kid that we're going to interview today is a uh, young man whose TikToks I came across. I love TikTok. I really do. TikTok, I think pre-pandemic was, you know, that thing that kids do. And then during the pandemic, all of us millennials and probably Gen Xers as well downloaded TikTok and started to say, ah, this is a stupid thing kids do. Let me just check it out and see how stupid it is. And then before we knew it, it was, you know, what, uh, 20 minutes later and we were still scrolling. Two hours later, we were still scrolling. The next day, the next week, found ourselves going to that more often than Instagram all of a sudden as uh, millennials. It had replaced our favorite app of Instagram. And slowly but surely has become my go-to as well. And I discovered this this guy at MVEMVEE, and he is what's called an urban explorer in Rochester, which means he goes to abandoned buildings and places and, uh, well, does just that. He films himself exploring around these abandoned places. And as you'll hear in this interview, a couple of these places are actually places that I recognize and that I've been in. One, in one case, I've actually lived in what is now an abandoned place that he, is, he has investigated or toured on his channel. And so we're going to hear the inner workings of what it is to be an inner explorer, a, an urban explorer, that is, what it is to... Uh, you know, take precaution while doing so as well, which I think is so vitally important because it, the one thing I will say is it does scare me a little because as a, he's a young guy and as a father now, I look at a young person and I think, God, just please be careful. So you'll hear a lot of that in this interview as well. And that's it. And, and, you know, and he was, he was admittedly a little bit shy. It took a little bit of convincing to get him to come on the podcast um, because, Obviously, he doesn't want his identity known. He doesn't want his location known. And so convincing him to meet me was was a... Uh, I was able to bribe him with a drink from Starbucks, though. So that's good. So was, <laughs> that was... I guess I wasn't that hard now that I think about it. But anyway, no, he's really good. Really, really good kid and uh, really interesting stuff to talk about urban exploring. I find it really fascinating. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. As far as my personal life goes right now, my professional life, personal life is great. Love a weekend like this to spend some time with family, uh, a little cookout. To, well, as I record this, it's Saturday afternoon. So little cookout tonight at home with neighbors. You'll hear me rant a little in the podcast about that. So I'll, I'll save that till later. Uh, again, Sunday really should have most of the day off. Monday, I'm going to go into work. But working alone is a really productive way to get shit done, quite frankly, as an entrepreneur, running a business, a small business, it's tough to not deal with constant distraction during the day. So it's not that bad of a thing for me personally to have a day in which I get to work, but nobody else is there because it's a distraction free day. And it's, it's actually, to be honest with you, quite, quite 
frustrating how much work I can get done in eight hours uninterrupted as opposed to 12 hours interrupted, which I do on a daily basis. So anyway, so there's that um, really good time. Also, I, you know, there's really two times of the year where you, you kind of get to get through a week or so of meeting, no meetings. Meetings are what bogs you down. You end up with meetings, 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 and it really bogs you down. And there's really only two times throughout the entire year where the meetings kind of hold up or, or lighten up. And that is, of course, 4th of July. Usually the week of 4th of July it tends to be a pretty light week. Everybody skips that week. And then, of course, the two weeks around Christmas and New Year's every year where you kind of get to float without meetings. So I'm looking at this week ahead excited from a productivity standpoint because it's very meeting light this week although i do have arguably one of the more important meetings i've ever had which is on a uh, on thursday to finally get our mortgage not so we're not signing yet we're not closing closing yet but we are you know the purchase agreements in place and the next step which is to go to the bank sign some papers and hand over a check with all the various fees related to a commercial mortgage is happening on Thursday of this week. So I do have one meeting this week, and it happens to be a really important one in which we're about to buy the building that Craft Cannery is actually in. A lot of people don't know. I think I've dropped this in here before, but we lease it right now. And uh, and soon, by the end of the summer, I would think, maybe even by the end of July, we'll actually own it. So very exciting. Okay. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Urban Exploring, please enjoy MV on the podcast. We are in the, uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, MV, that this might be the literal most public place you could possibly record oh, yeah. a podcast. I don't think we should even, that the theme of today will be that we're not revealing any locations. Nope. <laughs> or, or maybe in most cases we won't. There might be one or two exceptions. But uh, uh, we are so public right now that I feel like I can literally hear people making phone calls from their cars. Do you hear that? Yeah, I was wondering if that was just in my head. Yeah, no, no, I think that's really happening. So we're sitting in a park, I guess you could call this, a public park, because Envy, your identity needs to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. My hobby, it's key to not reveal anything personal about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you hold the mic right up real close. You are a urban explorer. Yes, I am. And I stumbled upon your TikTok, and it's at M-V-E-M-V-E-E, right? Yep, correct. It's just at E-M-V-E-E. And I, I got just such a kick out of it. I loved it. As a guy, I've been in Rochester now for 15 years, and I'm watching you, and you're essentially an urban explorer, which means what exactly? Um, really, it's just exploring, like, 
everywhere, mainly abandoned buildings and places you're like the public never sees, like the insides, the bridges, all of that. What made you originally become passionate about that? What, what was so um, cool about that? Over quarantine, I was kind of transferring out of like my gaming phase, and I need a new hobby. Mm-hmm. I visited my like abandoned building just down the road, and ever since that, I've been hooked. I just wanted to keep going to more and more. What was your first? place uh and again i tough because we're not saying identities but like what was the first type of location where you finally said i'm gonna go do it i'm gonna go explore uh, an abandoned greenhouse abandoned greenhouse okay that's a good easy way to start i yeah. think right yeah what i love about your pinned videos is and and we're gonna get into some of the places you went to but about your um your your pinned videos on tiktok is that you have one where you lay out the rules the ground rules yeah it's there's no technical rules but it's kind of like things you should do so you don't get in trouble or piss other people off yes because i love that because you are because again i like that you say that you so you don't get in trouble some people will hear this and they will hear breaking in trust that's not necessarily what's going on yeah here. we try to never break in any places that's your number one rule that's where i was going yep, never smash a window never smash a window you're not actually breaking in anywhere you are exploring i guess until you find an easy way in is that how it goes yeah. or like sometimes you have to climb on the roof and the roof will have like unlocked doors and so you can just walk straight through those doors does it take you sometimes multiple tries to actually figure out how to gain access yeah yeah it takes me sometimes hours there's a time period where i was in florida and i was like just covered in sweat and dust <laughs> and i was just like damn and then i finally got into the place to realize it was all just cleared out just empty rooms <laughs> so it wasn't like even worth five it hours of my life yeah <laughs> yeah is that another thing is you don't sometimes you don't even know if it's going to be like yes. worth it right sometimes it's just ready to be like demoed the next day and have you ever left. given up MB, have you ever been like, oh man, I just cannot get into this place? I have never completely given up. I would be like, I need to come back the next day, yeah. or like, I'll come back when it's not like pouring rain. Have you have you had? Do you have places that even as we speak right now are sort of on your list where you're kind of like still working on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fascinating. Okay, so rule number one: we don't break in. I yes. like that. Rule number two: I don't remember if I have them in the exact order, but the other rule is you don't go alone. Yeah, Just it's in a case, safety right? thing because yeah. you could fall through the floor and no cell service down the basement, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's smart as well. Rule number three, and I think, again, I'm doing this out of order, is uh, beware of uh, poor structure, I think, right? Yeah. Or uh, So have you experienced that where something oh, is truly oh, falling yeah, apart? I was in a place in Rochester. It's like a, I'm not going to say how tall it is because some people might know, but it's well above five stories tall. And I was walking, the ground just sinks beneath my feet. Oh and I'm my like God. five plus stories up. I'm like, that is not a good sign. No, no. I do not want to fall all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> so I just stuck to the walls and I just left the building after that. Do you ever get scared? I mean, in that situation, you had to be kind of scared. Oh, I've been, there's a couple situations where I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. I was at the, um, this hotel in Rochester. It was like two in the morning. All of a sudden, I have a video of it. I post it to my TikTok. Some someone starts doing a blood-curdling scream and starts banging their like something against a wall, and then I hear them run, and then I think trip down the stairs because there's just so much noise. And then as we we go after them to make sure they're okay because we don't know what's going on, and we realize they locked the only entrance to get out of the hotel. Oh my so we God! That hotel, and we had to have a friend come. Open the door from the outside. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on a second. This is a great story. This is a great story. So you're in a hotel, which is a big, big thing. Yeah. And out of nowhere, from another place in the hotel, yeah, you hear down it. Down the hallway, there's just someone screaming 
for their life, it sounds like. And, and you didn't even know anyone else was there? No, I thought we were completely alone. And then you hear them run. Yeah, we hear, like, running, and then <laughs> it sounds like maybe someone hitting their head or their fists against the wall. And then some, someone or something falling down the stairs. So what you've just described is is probably a lot of people's worst nightmare. <laughs> were you thinking, I mean, are you, do you believe in paranormal? Were you thinking it was a ghost or what were um, you? I honestly thought it was just some homeless guy on drugs. Yeah, which is more realistic. That's, that's a little more scarier in my opinion than a ghost. True, that's true. You're right. Yeah. I like MV. It's such a realistic answer. That was so great. I'm sitting here like, it could be a ghost. You're like, no. It's probably, and what you just said is exactly what it is, which is about a thousand times more dangerous. You're right. But so they lock you in. Now you're locked yeah, in. Yeah, we, we, we just like walked after them, like kind of like sprinted a little bit. We go to like, the exit and we're like, this door is locked. They yeah. locked it and when they left. So we're locked <laughs> in this building. So you, so uh, we mentioned that we're not going to really reveal locations, and one of your, and that is the fourth rule. By the way, we said there's yeah. four rules. So the fourth rule is you don't reveal your locations on the internet. Um, which, and do you want to talk about why that is actually? Um, well, I've learned that if you share locations, especially like posting it online, it will be trashed no matter what. They, yeah. someone will tell someone, they'll go there and be like, guys, let's smash the chandelier. Think how fun that'll be. Yo, look at all these TVs left over. Let's take some of these and sell them online. So again, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because you are an ethical urban explorer. Yeah. You don't want to destroy these places. No, of course not. They're you, beautiful. Yeah, and you see like a, a chandelier, and it wouldn't even occur to you in a million years to smash that chandelier. No, right? the, the only thing that you get out of that is ruining the experience for the others. Yes, I agree. Because one thing that you do see in a lot of your videos is that when you're exploring, that it there's there's it looks trashed i see oh, yeah. you know i feel like you see that a lot and i, I mean i was going to ask you why is that what what is happening that people are going in and what what is this other subset i guess of quote-unquote urban explorers who think that's the fun thing is to go in and do that i guess it's just like really immature people who view abandoned buildings as like smash rooms yeah they're like oh it's abandoned who cares about it so let's go smash it like recently like Thing like four days ago, this kid went on the roof of the hotel and just started throwing furniture off into an active street, which is the most stupid thing I've ever heard because he could hurt someone and he are He's going to get arrested, which he did. Yeah. He posted I, it, too, with its full name on it online. Oh, my God. And he was... We woke up in the morning with, like, like a court summit. <laughs> so I saw that. There is a... I think you actually... Didn't you stitch that or something? I think yeah, I made you, a video about it. Yeah, yeah, you made a video about it, like, showing the video that he took. And then the Monroe County Firewire Twitter saying uh we're you know we're, we're on our way or something you know yeah. like and you said so he ended up getting busted so so do you and the other groups of urban explorers in rochester do you know of each other yeah we I mean all the major explorers in rochester have all explored with each other for the most okay part. how is it is it it's a community like how do you even how does this community form how do you even know each other um, exist well starting off it was just me and I introduced all my friends to it mm -hmm. and they all picked it up as well then I found um, some explorers off TikTok and some explorers while exploring yeah and I just found them talked to them realized well we both did the same thing give me your number let's meet up and hit some spots together so, so like you'll actually be out looking at stuff and you might come across another group oh, yeah. of people and, and I find other explorers at places all the yeah. time and are, and are most of them because you I mean I've only known you for 15 minutes but you strike me as a kind person 
are they mostly kind people? They're mostly kind people. Yeah, that's great, actually. I love hearing that. Okay, so on to the idea that we don't reveal locations. There is a conundrum we have here, and I think I invented a way for you to not have to reveal it, but for me to still be able to talk about it. And that is a couple of the places in your videos, to me, as somebody who's lived in Rochester for 15 years, are relatively obvious where you are. Yeah, some of them everybody yeah. knows about if you're yes. in Rochester. So I'm thinking, I'm going to say, and then why don't we do a thing where you just don't confirm or deny? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> that way you're kind of clear. One is that old uh, hotel in downtown Rochester across from the Hyatt. Uh, I think yeah. it was called... Was it called the Rochester Riverside? That is what it, it was, was called. Oh, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I, I just picked that out of the air. <laughs> yeah, the Rochester Riverside, I think. When I first moved to Rochester in October of 2007, uh, I lived there for two weeks. That was actually the company that I worked for. I worked for Clear Channel Radio at the time, be, went on to become iHeartRadio. Um, I worked for Clear Channel Radio, and they had like a trade with that hotel or something. And so I lived there for two weeks. And so to be honest with you, there's an emotion that I feel when I watch your videos inside of what I believe to be that hotel because I recognize it. And it's almost like the Titanic where I'm like remembering it for being vibrant and full of light and life and walking around it when I had, I had only been in Rochester for a week and I'm walking around this hotel looking at the conference rooms and then your videos where it looks like a, there's not been a human being inside of it for years and years. Yeah. That specific place right there was I loved your videos so much of that place, and you made a bunch of that place. Yeah. It's a, what what it's were fun. your experiences in the hotel in that hotel or in the hotel that I think I'm talking about? Um, well, it was probably one of the best places I've ever explored. Cool. Just because of its sheer size, height, and like pristine condition. Yeah. Besides this fire and uh, small section of it, but it was there's definitely a large homeless population in there. Okay. There's um, there's also a room that I'm pretty sure a uh, wanted criminal was hiding out in. There is mm. breacher shells used for like police raids and on the bottom floor. What does that mean, breacher? So they use these like special shells, I think, to bust through this uh, glass at the bottom floors because it's reinforced glass. Okay. So next to like all the shattered glass, there's breacher shells. So either someone got a hold of them or the police conducted a raid on it because on like the third floor. There is an obvious criminal hideout. There's like 30 smashed trap phones, like a, a phone kit used to like oh my cut God. people's wires. And there was an eviction notice for some dude, I'm not gonna reveal his name, but it said he was wanted for grand larceny and burglary. Wow. When you came across that, again, I'll go back to a question I already asked, but were you scared at all? Like maybe oh, the yeah, guy's still like, here? Yeah, I was like, maybe we should not be in this room touching this stuff. Yeah, I would think he's still here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. we def we left right after we saw that eviction notice. What? Did a not go back to that room. That is fascinating. So he was, I, I guess that, that it's not that hard to get into that one, I suppose, because of how... It, as of recently, it is definitely much harder to get into since now they have like security and they posted that there is a canine patrol sometimes okay when when a hotel like that first closes and like you said it's just huge for homeless i i would do i mean look if i was homeless that oh. would be on my <laughs> list that is a homeless dream there's penthouses, yes. there's food in the basement i found a freezer with probably like a thousand dollars worth of alcohol left over oh my god yeah wow <laughs> Kegs, like 12 packs. What the hell did they not take that stuff for when they left? There must have been too much for them to drink. <laughs> it was a so. big walk-in freezer full. Mm. 
So that's amazing to me that it was left like that. Sort of, it almost seems like they left abruptly, right? Yeah. When you go, go into some of the rooms, do the rooms look... I mean, obviously they haven't been touched in a long time, but do they look relatively normal? I mean, then yeah, just without light. Yeah, just without light. Well, so do you have to go during the day, or else? Well, you have. I have a flesh. All your stuff. What kind of equipment do you bring? Um, I don't really use wear boots because it's harder to like climb with. But mm. if it's like more of a dangerous spot where there'll be nails, I will wear boots. Usually, I just wear sneakers, some like nice thick pants so I don't get cut on anything. Yeah. Gloves, flashlight. And a backup uh, phone charger in case my phone dies. Smart. That's smart. When you were in the, the what, again, what I think is the Rochester Riverside, and you found the, the hangout for the criminal, did you feel an obligation to call the police? Well, I was thinking about it, but by the, the eviction notes outside, if it is real, the police have already discovered that he's Oh, true, it. true, true. So, but he had a lot of strange stuff. He had crossbow bolts in there, oh my tons God. of crystals... Um, obviously some pills and drinks. Yeah. And, like, about, like, 50 keys. I don't know to what. Well, that's scary, too. Wow. I mean, I... MV, I gotta tell you something. That, that right there would be probably enough to scare me away. Just that... You know what else I'm thinking about with the eviction notice? That's a hilarious thing to do. It's a place where a guy doesn't even actually technically live. <laughs> yeah. He's being evicted from a place he doesn't live. What like if I was a criminal, I don't blame him. I don't think that would work on me either because I'd be like, evict me. What are you gonna I don't even pay rent here. What am I gonna do? <laughs> you know, like it's kind of funny. The homeless people, back to that point though, I've I think we've all kind of done this thing where we said, Well, geez, if you know, worse came to worse and I was homeless, what would I do? First of all, any penny I could scrounge up, I'd get to Florida where it's warm year-round. That'd be number one. But number two, I would think, is I would do exactly what they did. I would find an abandoned hotel and try yeah. to sneak in somehow and, and make a room mine, I think. So you're saying there was a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of Rochester's abandoned buildings are occupied by homeless. Yeah. Recently, there's there's another hotel just outside of Rochester that I visited after a month and it is completely overtaken by homeless. Like, I walked into one room. It was just full of empty bottles and, like, chip bags. And also criminals. There was a room with about, like, I would say 12 credit cards and four different types of IDs. Oh, my God. All from different people. Uh, when you're in there, do you encounter homeless people yeah. while you're in there? And I do you just, talk to them at all? Or? I learned it's better just to leave them alone. Mm. Don't walk into their space. Don't shine a flashlight on them. What what like what what is their condition? Because I think maybe some people hear homeless and they they assume down it. Now obviously if you're homeless you're down and out. But some people probably think strung out when they hear homeless. But are, some people are probably just so happy to have shelter. Most I mean, of there, them are just people that want to be left alone. Yeah, I would think exactly. I would think that exact same thing too. I think most of them are probably like, Shh, dude, please, like I found this spot. Nobody's bothering me here. Please don't tell anyone I'm here. Yeah. You know, sort of that. That would, I would think, would be a lot of it. So that's another, you're talking about a second hotel now that you found. Yeah, there is five hotels in Rochester. Five? Or the Rochester area. Wow. Holy cow. You've been in all five or you still got some on the list? Um, I've been in four out of the five. Four out of the five. The other thing about the dining area in the hotel that you were at, or at least one of them, was uh, interesting to me also because it was just, there's something so creepy about, it just looks like they just one day just were there and one day just weren't and i don't know how to explain that in a more articulate way but it just is so eerie it's just so strange it to it's like it's like a ghost town like everyone just suddenly went missing yeah mm -hmm. okay. 
And by the way, don't let me keep you talking. Make sure you enjoy your lemonade. <laughs> um, the, the, one of the other locations that you went to that I think is somewhat obvious where you are, but I could be wrong, and, I, and you're not going to confirm or deny, but it seems like the Medley Center is another place. Yeah. No, okay, all right, all right, so confirm. <laughs> okay, yeah, everybody yeah. knows that. Everybody kind of knows that. in Rochester, Yeah, yeah. So Medley Center is interesting as well. Um, that one is, I guess, I want to be careful on this podcast not to give away methods, right? But see, find a way into Medley Center. I can't imagine, like you said, everybody knows. I don't think that's a secret that Medley Center is abandoned no, and it's there. I've known that since I was a kid. Really, really? Yeah, I saw like a YouTuber make it, like Sam and Colby, I think. Or Muslims. No, it's the proper people that made a video about it. Well, actually, no, let's come back to Medley Center in a second because I like that you're name dropping a little bit. Who these these are guys with YouTubes and TikToks and stuff? Yeah, they're like people I watch as a kid. Okay, can you say those again real clearly so that because I would love to go look those up and watch um, their videos because I love. Pretty sure this. the channel that went there was called the Proper People. The Proper They've People. Got an Instagram, YouTube. And you watch them when you were a kid. Now, like now that you're doing it, do you ever reach out to them? And be like, I want to meet you. Like those are the people you look up um, to. I don't believe my following's large enough to meet up with them since they're in the higher range. You have thirty-two thousand followers. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I know there's people out there with millions and millions of followers, but what do they have? Proper people. Um, I know. I think they got like eighty thousand on Instagram. I'm not really sure how much on their YouTube since I haven't checked in like years. For Rochester specific, is the proper people, is that kind of like the, the quote-unquote best one? I or? think the proper people go all over America. Oh, they, they just do. Medley okay. Center is popular outside of Rochester. Okay. So that's another thing, too, a community people travel. Do You you mentioned you were in Florida at one point. Do you travel and do this as well? Um, Florida was just family vacation. Yeah. I do travel to local cities like Syracuse and Buffalo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because those are in the range. And I want to visit New York City for the sole purpose of exploring the summer. Now that I have watched videos of that, and there are some really interesting yeah. New York City videos. I, I get really into this, but again, I, I don't have a. I'm a little chicken shit there, Envy, and I'm a little afraid to go in anywhere myself. But I love watching videos of people going in places. One thing that's it's very scary, and I don't want to encourage you to do it, but you seem like a ballsy kid, so I think you're going to. Is the people who go all the way to the top, and there's this one guy that I was watching a video where he climbed out on one of the gargoyles on one of the New York City uh, t- uh, towers, and that was something that I both couldn't keep my eyes off of, but also I was in literally sitting in my chair at home, sweating. I was so yeah. nervous watching it. I, I, I am afraid of heights, but I don't let that stop me when I do stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. I learned the best way to get over it is just to like sit there on the edge. Like it, You just can't be stupid about it. You need to know your own limits. Yeah. Like If you are not like able to hold your own body weight with one hand, don't try to. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's videos of people that, like, go over the sides of the building just hanging out at the guardrail. Don't do that if you are not, like, at least somewhat, like, professional at it. Like, yeah. Do not have do not have to be your first attempt at hanging with one hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe try that uh, in a, yeah, with uh, uh, from uh, monkey bars at a playground first for a yeah. couple of days before you do it off the side of a high rise. Um, so New York City's on your bucket list. What about in in Rochester? Oh, back to Medley Center. Sorry, I skipped Medley Center. So Medley Center was really fascinating as well. What did you find in there that was interesting? Um, there is a room just full of unsold shoes, perfect condition. Perfect condition. It was like a blast from the past, all the early 2000 shoes. Now, can I ask you a question, MV? Is that a moment where 
you are looking and you you um, and you're you're having a hard time. You're feeling conflicted against your own rule of don't steal anything. No, I would. <laughs> you're not just steal that good shoes. and more. I am perfectly happy with all the shoes I have. Mm. The only thing I was thinking of is, wow, I'm so happy that more people don't come here. Otherwise, this would all be gone. Yeah, yeah. That so that is pretty. Rem- and they were some good high end shoes too. Yeah, I had people stuff? commenting like, please grab me that pair. Please, yo, yeah. where's this at? I want to go get those Tims. <laughs> This is why I think you're. This is why I chose to like do this with you, and, and I'm glad that it's turning out to be true. Because obviously we don't know each other, but I just watch your videos. You are a moral and ethical person. Yeah, that's real. What you're talking about right now is really hard to. You are in there, and you are finding these shoes, and you d- didn't take anything. To me, that is commendable. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I personally don't want to steal from these places because it ruins it for others. And if you do get caught, that is, like, charges. You're oh, of course. Just, that's more than just trespassing. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking of that, now, do you know, you said the Urban Explorers, you guys kind of know each other. Are there some groups in Rochester that are known as kind of the bad ones that are like, oh, those ones, they do steal shit. They do break shit. Well, it's not more of, like, re- repeat offenders. It's more of, like, one-time instances because mm. once they do it, they get caught and they never do it again. Yeah. they're already gone to court and stuff. Yeah. But there is people in Rochester that are known to, like, leak and share spots. So us as a community decide not to tell them some of the higher-end spots. Yeah. Because they're just going to leak it and ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Medley Center. Anything else? I mean, the shoes, that's cool. What else stuck um, out about Medley Center? This is the main area full of escalators and the big elevator. That was yeah. probably the coolest thing I've seen. Did you there. did you ever go to Medley Center when it was still open? I mean, no. I, no, I mean, I, I'm trying to think when it actually closed. You're not that old of a person, so it may you would have been a pretty little kid. Yeah. What about Riverside? Conve- uh, the Riverside Hotel. No. Had you ever been in there when it was still? Have I you had went the-, to the city much as a kid? Okay, all right. It, it, did you ever have the opportunity ever to go into a place now, Urban Explorer place that you did go to before it was abandoned? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Again, we're not revealing locations, but to the best of your ability, can you tell me what that was? Um, I know it's a tough one if you can't say where it was. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to think. Of one of them what type was, of place was it? A place where a certain type of sport was mm-hmm. conducted, and it had. I went there. I trained there when I was like elementary, middle school, and eventually quit. So it was kind of like core memories for me because that was the sport I did growing up. Yeah. And then going in there, I'm like. Wow, this is where I was all those years ago, and I see it like completely stripped of all like the flavor, mm-hmm. with no lights, like all everything taken out to be sold. It was pretty sad, actually. Is is it, yeah the set is that like how I described about the hotel? Yeah, right about like I was there when it was vibrant, when there were people in the restaurant, and when there was a conference happening, and when people were staying and going up the escalator, and the chandelier was on, you know, and like there's something sad about. Going into a place that you remember being in when it was vibrant. Yeah. Sort yeah. of like nostalgic at the same time sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What are some other places, and again, I know no locations, but type of places that you've been to that I'm missing right now that were real highlights for you? Uh, they're just like my all-time favorite spots. Let's talk about them. There's these abandoned grain silos in like kind of like a workplace in Buffalo. And it was really cool because the bottom floors, you can see, like, their research and all that. They had, like, notes upon notes about how to keep, like, certain types of bugs out of their grain and all that. And it was just cool. such a massive, expansive abandoned buildings, and the height was insane. And the fact that most of it was purely untouched, like, there were still unused fire extinguishers, still, like, 
glass bulb sitting on the floor that would be smashed if other people came through. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, what else? Um, that was your number one, would you say, on the whole list? It's hard to say my number one. There's... I really have, like, a top three with Medley Center being in top three. Okay. The big hotel downtown. Oh, so two of the ones we've already talked about. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what I would say is the other third. There is another big abandoned building in Rochester that I don't want to disclose any information about because yeah. it is untouched. But it did have um, a couple rap studios, radio stations. <sighs> yes. I saw that. you had some video of that. That was cool. Old radio stations. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. There was all these old records and stuff. Yes, yes, and ra- and you said rap studios. They were. Yeah. How did you know they were rap studios? Well, yeah. based off the graffiti in the studio, mm. it seemed very much like they were rapping in there. More okay. or less, like not like a pop singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or country could have been country. Country no. <laughs> Country's very contemporary these days. They've got graffiti. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, the ra- I'm dying to know where that was. I'll ask you that off the air because that because I'm a former radio guy. So like yeah. that's interesting to me. I wonder if I ever worked there. Is where I'm going with that. Mm. Um, but the place. See, when I worked in radio, it was Midtown Plaza. Yeah. Which is obviously what is Midtown Plaza now? It's kind of revamped. Why am I? I'm like forgetting my Rochester history right now because Midtown Plaza closed and renovated, right? And I think yeah, reopened. It's something else now. It is something else now. So I don't, I don't know. And again, we'll talk off, but I don't think that's where you were. But I, I'm excited to find out where you were about that one because I love that. Um, types of places on your bucket list right now. Bucket list. Uh, have you ever heard of Central Terminal in Buffalo? No, but this sounds interesting. It is like a massive, I don't know, 16 story train station cool that has, it's it's massive like in the there's i'm pretty sure there's a library a post office underground tunnels a clock room That's at the top awesome. of it it is pretty amazing they are uh looking to reopen it soon they're remodeling the inside so it's not going to be abandoned for more than like a year or two so it's definitely a top of my bucket list to go to the roof for that building what's what's like more interesting to you is it going to places that have become famous for exploring for urban exploring or is it actually making a discovery of a place no one's ever tried to go to before and having there be a legitimate chance that you might actually be the first one who's done this at that place i think both of them are rewarding yeah the first the first scenario where it's a challenging popular spot you feel like a sense of pride that you get into a place that's usually high security and popular and there's also a sense of pride of discovering a new spot being like wow there's no signs of anyone else being in here this is something that me myself have discovered yeah i could see where that would be that i i can see where that would be very cool i actually i mean i see where both sides would be very cool there is a video mv of cops showing up at one point can you tell that story there has been a lot of instances of cops coming. Oh, there's which, been a few. Okay. Which okay. one are you talking about? As of like recently? There was, yeah. I mean, I when I go on to at MV and I just start going video for video. Yeah, somewhat recently. It's probably within the last 10 or 15 videos, I would say. Yeah, there's recently I was in this big building downtown and there's a lot of glass. So I look, I just see out the glass blinking light and I walk over. I'm like, what's that blinking light? And I just look down. There's just like two cop cars parked right outside the building. <laughs> and I'm like shit that I was my flashlight too bright someone saw me did I trip a motion alarm I never knew if they were there for me I assumed they were I just left immediately after the you back. just take off yeah I was like, have, have you ever had a situation where you know for a fact they're there for you 
Oh, yeah. yeah. There, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's been a lot of times, but I've never been physically caught and put in a cop car before. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had a, an altercation with them, though, where you're like, dude, I'm just trying to, I'm just doing my thing? I Leave have been caught, but they just let me off the hook because it was, uh, like, they don't care about it too much, like an abandoned house. Yeah. They were just like, yeah. hey, you can't be in there. I'm like, sorry, I'm just, I'll just, like, show them my camera and be like, yeah, I'm just here to film, man. And they'll be like, just don't come back. Yeah. And we won't arrest you. Yeah. So that, that brings up another topic. We've been talking a lot about former commercial buildings, but what about ho- homes? Do you go into old abandoned homes very yeah, often? Yeah, I like to go into, like, older homes and see how, like, furniture and decorations changed over the years. Yeah. There's this one house I found that still had fish living in the fish tank. What? It was a goldfish that I think was feeding off all the stuff growing in its tank. Yes. Well, this might be a time when I would give you permission to steal something, though, because you want to, like, keep it alive. I mean, if it's goldfish, I guess, you know, goldfish are, like, don't they only live, uh, (laughs) I don't know. One time I did have a goldfish live, like, six months. I've seen goldfish live for, like couple years oh my, my friend had a goldfish that just would not stop growing till it was like the size of bass wow because i'm pretty sure they're like invasive and they can eat anything when i was a uh, my second year my second semester sophomore year in college i just i had a, a room to myself i had one of those situations i just lucked out and my roommate left in between semesters and then you show up and like for the first week of second semester there's a chance they might match you with someone and you know you're just gonna get a knock on the door like oh so here's so and so they're gonna move in with you yeah I, I bit my tongue and I got through the week and then I found out basically that I had the whole second semester room to myself. This was a nice. dream come true. And so now I had room and I went and bought a goldfish tank. And I got to tell you something, MV. I probably went through, in a course of about three and a half months, I probably went through about seven goldfish. <laughs> Granted, Jeez. I was, well, I was a shithead. I was young and I didn't know what I was doing. I had goldfish food. And to be honest with you, I'm Italian. So I don't think it was that I accidentally starved them. I don't think that I didn't change their water enough. I think I actually overfed them is what I did. Probably. I think I just, they, yeah. They will eat themselves till they die. Yes, that's what I think I did over and over. Because that is essentially what I'm doing in life anyway to myself. Uh, <laughs> and all the people around me as well. Anybody comes to my house, I told you I got a cookout tonight. Yeah, you my did. wife springs on me a cookout. You know what my wife says to me? I'm sorry, this is, this is what you have to look forward to one day when you get uh, when you get older. My wife says this morning I've invited all of our neighbors, four houses of neighbors to come over for a cookout tonight yeah okay great what am i making oh there's 12 sausages in the fridge 12 sausages sausages. i'm going what am i putting on the sausage what are we putting in the sausages in what's side dish number one what's side dish number two what are we drinking what's dessert what are the appetizers right i'm italian i need i need to like there needs to be a lot and she's just like oh we'll just make the sausages it'll be fine people will bring chips or something like this is different between anyway fighting with my wife over that right now i'm excited about it kind of because i like having people come over and hosting i just want time to like think about it and brainstorm so i have already made myself a wegman's list and after you and i get done chatting i'm going to spend a couple hundred dollars on groceries right now that i didn't think i was gonna have to spend so that when everyone comes over tonight i can have way too much food anyway sorry get off on a tangent so um Going into homes, right? That's where we left yeah. off, I think. What else did you see that you thought was interesting? You said you like looking at the way homes used to be and the way homes are now. Yeah, it's there's it's a drastic difference. Like you'll walk in mm. and you're like, this seems like something out of like fiction. Like mm. the people really used to use these type of curtains. That's cool. Kind of rugs. That's really cool. <laughs> and sometimes you'll find like booms of people that used to be my age, and it's just like, 
are these like their room will be covered in band posts. I'm like, wow, this is the stuff my dad listens to. Yeah, this yeah. is what my dad's room looked like when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we, I've been careful not to say your age, but you alluded to it. Do you want to say uh, your approximate age range? I will not say my approximate age. Okay, but okay. I will tell the viewers that I am still in school. Yeah, yeah, you're in school. That's right. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's yeah. probably good. That's good. And, and there's a gap between us. I'm 40, so yeah. there's a gap between us. So I'm the old guy in the conversation. Okay, so homes, that sounds kind of interesting, seeing the old homes. What about, have you ever come across any, like, newer homes that are abandoned? Because in, in 2007, 2008, we, we had, the like, the mortgage crash. Yeah. And and I, I think that that did cause some of that, but I, I think they're probably all occupied by now, but... Most re- like newer houses are occupied or do not have an entrance because yeah. they are like not falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Usually for homes, I'll just find an already broken window with an unlocked door or like a side of the house that's just completely falling off. Yeah, yeah. You really take your time with this stuff too, don't you? It's not like you get in and get out. It seems like you're you're very careful and you you kind of don't rush anything because it yeah. feels like if you're rushing that's when you could make a mistake right? yeah if you rush you can make mistakes you'll miss something to film like my friend was trying to rush me through this one building he's like oh there's nothing down that hallway i walk down the hallway there's i open a room that's full of all old photo printing devices oh, i'm like yeah. this is so retro why would you tell me there's nothing down there he's like oh i just assumed there's nothing down there yeah like, I'm glad I checked. Well, and you mentioned also finding a bunch of cameras, right? Oh yeah. Is that a different place? Yeah. Yeah. And how how many cameras did you find at this place? Um, I found around like twenty to twenty five bags, and each bag has around four cameras in it. Why are people Why are people leaving cameras around? I don't know. Those things are valuable. Yeah, that's probably like forty thousand dollars worth of cameras. Yeah, they were nice because yeah, they're in your video and they're nice yeah, cameras. They are in almost perfect condition. All that's happening is like the rubber is beginning to get a little sticky. Yeah. Again, to commend you again, morals and ethics, my friend. You didn't take any of those cameras, and I think that's badass. Yeah, I really do. I want someone else when they discover that place to have like the same amount of like wow factor as when I saw the room full of cameras. Yeah. Do your <sighs> I definitely had to ask this without talking. Does your family know what you do? No. Not really? No. They would not support it. Where do they think you're going in the middle of the night? Uh, I tell them I'm going to the skate park, to a friend's mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What approximate area, Rochester, do you live in? City, east side, west side. We'll leave it at that. Uh, more around, I would say, the west side. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. So you're in, in proximity, I suppose. Yeah, it's too, right? not too far of a drive to the main city, and yeah. I'm not in the city. Do you have to be careful about where you park? Yeah. I mean, most of Rochester has, is very shady. Thankfully, I do not drive in a more expensive vehicle. My friend has a BMW, and he just refuses to take it. To, he's like, you gotta, I don't you, blame him. I don't you got to give me a ride to the city tonight. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of car thefts there. Yeah. I usually park in a nice, bright spot with cameras around. Well, well, not not only that, but I was actually I was going to the other side of like if you are going to explore an abandoned building, oh. you don't want to necessarily park right at the front door. Yeah, that that would be a dead giveaway <laughs> yeah. that you are inside the building. Yeah, yeah. So you're parking. I would assume. Uh, do you I, have like a, a half mile away? Yeah, like, I try yeah. to park half mile or farther away, just yeah. because if cops do show up, I want to be able to have my car far enough away that they don't just see see me just walk to my car from this building. Yeah. 
Now, you have a, a pretty large friend group, too, it appears, because yeah. your friends do appear in some of your videos. And I will say, in fairness to this idea that we're, we're hiding identities and stuff, there are even some videos that have people's faces in them, so it's not always completely hidden. Yeah, what, do you, they, what do your friends think of all of the whole thing? They like to join me for these things, but they do not do it to the scale that I do it. So, and plus they don't have their own channels. Yeah. So I really don't take them to more of like the more dangerous places. And if I do post their face, I make sure it's like, I ask them like, hey, can your face be in this video? They're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the TikTok part of this? Let's talk about like actually then you've, you've gone, you've done the exploring. Now you've got all this video. Yeah. You got to edit it and you got to post it. I imagine you're leaving these places with probably hours of video in some cases yep especially if i wear a gopro yeah and and now and probably and, and this is the case for a lot of things that anybody films you might have three hours worth of stuff probably two hours and 47 minutes of it isn't all that fascinating right yeah how how is that because we forgot about the whole fact that not only are you an urban explorer but you also have the skill of then going home and editing these videos yeah how does that work are you like editing in your head as you're doing the I kind of just like go through the video with like the little cursor thing where you can speed through it. Yeah. And I just look for like nice, like, v like steady shots of me walking through a hallway or finding something cool. Yeah. A lot of it, to be honest, is just like of like me like looking down at my shoes because the GoPro's yeah, tested yeah. bad or. Yeah. You can't really tell what's going on because yeah. the flashlight's not looking where the camera's looking. Well, that's normal. I mean, I've been part of some filming of some things, and even when you're filming a documentary or something, yeah. you interview somebody for an hour, and of that hour, you might only use four minutes of the hour. Like, that's it's pretty common. It, a lot of times what people will say is in their heads. So you'll remember, you know, you were in there for three hours. You remember, oh, when we got to this room, that's when the cool thing happened. Yeah. So you kind of, like, uh, skip to that part. And, yeah, I remember, yeah. like, key moments of it. And I turn those into the videos. Yeah. What's your uh, best, most successful video so far? I think my most successful video is a video of me sprinting through the underside of a bridge at midnight. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because a lot of people thought it was a video game. Since yeah. Since it was like, <laughs> yeah. seemed like a horror. <laughs> yeah. The bridges are, bridges are scary too. We went on the Colonial Bell a few weeks ago, me, my wife, and my son, and just being under bridges for a few seconds in those situations, I'm sitting there going, "This is creepy, man." Yeah. Some of them too. There's graffiti in places where I'm looking at. I'm going, "How did they even get there?" There, I definitely have some respect for some graffiti artists because the places they get to is insane. How do they like? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to without being too specific, but like the bridges just on the Erie Canal going towards going from Fairport, wherever the Colonial Bell goes. We go from like Fairport to sort of like where the Pittsford Y is. Lock 32, really. So it's basically Fairport to Lock 32. Yeah. And there's a couple bridges, and I'm looking, at, and I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, that had to be dangerous. I mean, are people... Oh, yes. Graffiti is very dangerous. I've Some of my friends, um, they don't do it anymore since they went to college, but they have instances where they hang on with one hand and graffiti with the other one, which <sighs> is... I, dangerous. I can't believe how they do that. Yeah. I would never be able to write while hanging yeah do, do you uh do you know anybody who's gotten hurt during urban exploring yes uh i actually had a friend die urban exploring oh my god what happened uh you might know this but a while ago there's a kid named rory i wasn't best friends with him but we were still just like friends we went to a spot together too and talked about graffiti he went to this old like mill by the falls in rochester and he fell that's why oh. I've never gone to that spot because I don't want to revisit that area. How long ago was that? I would say it was like last summer. 
I'm trying to I think don't that. remember what month in the summer. That was so. That's what was going. On. I don't remember if that was. I, I I don't. I hate to say. I used to follow the news so much. I was in the media, but now I'm going. I don't remember that. But you're saying that was in the news and everything. Yeah. I'm sure it was. Did they know that that's what he was doing? That he was there trying to do graffiti or urban exploring? Yeah. I mean, he did. He did. He does do graffiti. I've seen his tag along everywhere. We talk about it together. And I don't know if he was graffitiing that night. I think he was just there for the yeah. view. And something went wrong. He fell. How far did he fall? I'm not sure, but it's from the top of the falls to the bottom. Oh, that's awful. In the middle of the night. Just do me a favor, bro. Be careful. Yeah, I've, Be careful. I've not gone to that spot because... I don't want to risk anything like that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, again, remember we started with your rules. Beware of. You, you have to be. You have to know your own limits, really. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm not sure if I want to get close to this edge. I'm not sure if this is stable. Yeah. Then trust that it's better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and structures that are. Well, you said you're not sure if it's safe. Like, stri- like some of the structures just look really shady. Yeah. Sometimes and a lot of decay in these places. Yeah, that's sc- that's why that scares me too. That scares me for you though. Just promise, we promise you be careful. Yeah. Please, I'm feeling fatherly for a moment right now. Just promise me you'll be careful. <laughs> All right. um, I don't know what would happen if my son came to me and said, "I'm going urban exploring." I think I'd be like, "Oh my god, just be careful." I'd be so scared. Be careful. What else? What did we miss? Anything we missed? Um. I'm trying to think. Yeah, what's what's something that you just think is so, so cool that I didn't even bring up? I think it's that people don't realize how many abandoned buildings are in their city. Yeah. Because I've, like, talked to people, and they're like, oh, Rochester doesn't have that many places. There's, like, five. And I'm sitting here with, like, a map of, like, 100-plus locations in this area. And I'm like, "Yeah, you just got to find them. There's, like... The hotel. Most people walk past that every day. Did not know it was abandoned until it became popular. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned you have a bucket list. Uh, uh, probably best we don't say exactly where you're thinking about next. But uh, when? When? Like, how many are you? Are you doing this once a week? Once a month? Um. Every day. Sometimes like, yeah. I'll go to three different spots in one day. It just wow. it's like luck factor. Sometimes it'll take me like an hour and a half to get into a spot. Sometimes we'll just be oh. Back doors open. Yeah, yeah. Has that ever surprised you? Where you're just yeah. like, yeah. So once one of these times, I went through this whole effort in like the front section in the back. I was like, I was trying every window to see if they're unlocked. I ended up going home, and I came back another day, climbed on the roof, and realized, oh, these windows are all unlocked. <laughs> it's funny. I, it's I realized that most places leave their second story things unlocked, yeah. which is not smart in my opinion. Because if I was a criminal. I would be filthy rich by now. <laughs> yeah. I tell my wife all the time she'll go and lock the first floor. And I always tell her, I go, we got to lock the second floor, yeah. too. Everyone knows the first floor is locked. It's the second floor that's the, you got to watch out for. They just for. don't expect you to be up there. Yeah, and they don't expect you to be up there, but it's as if they've never heard of a ladder. You know? <laughs> it's like yeah. people could have ladders, especially when you're just talking about a house. It's not even that hard to get a lad- ladder to go to the second floor of a house. All right, MV. So it's at E-M-V-E-E. On yep. TikTok. Do you have a YouTube as well? I'm going to be making one soon. I do not okay. have one yet. All right. Uh, videos you put you put out pretty frequently. Really interesting. Oh, there was another one I want to ask you about. The theater. I forgot about the theater. You were in a theater at one point. Which theater? Was it the Is big? there more than one? I've been in multiple theaters. Okay. All right. Um, God, I don't know how to describe is it. it. I mean, a it was big a big open one. Bit, very big. Yes, it seemed very big. Yes, in Rochester, and I found that on an accident. Really? Yep. So it was in another thing? No, I just found an unlocked door, and I'm like, let me just walk through this before I go home. 
it turns into a long underground passage. I come out the passage, I'm in a massive room, like an old, like massive theater. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that, I did not expect this at all. I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> That's funny. So do you just like, do, can you even help yourself? If you're walking right now down the street and there's a building that looks like it might be abandoned, can you even help yourself just to try the door? Is that just I instinct will, for you? I will always try <laughs> the door. If not, I'll just like mark it to come back later. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I think I've seen movies before too with the joke about them trying to break into a place and then some guy going like, "Hold on a second, let me turn the handle." Yeah, let me just try the handle real quick. All right, MV, I think that's it, man. Good shit. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, really fascinating. Keep up the good work, please. God, just be careful. Just promise me you'll be careful. Really, really, please be careful. Um, But really, fantastic TikTok, and I hope that it continues to blow up. Thirty-two thousand followers, pretty good. Yeah, it's. Average about 10,000 followers every month. Yeah. Oh, so it's pretty new then? Yeah. Last time yeah. I checked, my account's only like three months old. It might be four now. Oh, my God. So that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 What's the goal? Uh, 100,000. 100,000. I like it. I think we're going to get there. Hopefully, yeah. If we stay at this pace, seven might be there in under a year. We'll Hopefully, be there in no that's time. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the holy grail? This will be the last question. Holy the holy grail, gra- and this is not limited to Rochester. This could be anywhere. What is the absolute holy grail of urban exploring? Um, in, does it have to be in this country? No, no, no. Let's say anywhere. Chernobyl, and the villages really? around it. Yeah, and I do I'm, see videos. I know it is becoming e- like less and less un- like dangerous to go there as the radiation dies down. Obviously, I'd still wear some sort of a suit. Yeah. But I just want to see, like, walk through all the evacuated villages and stuff. Because those are complete ghost towns. Everyone got up and left. I, I was... Comic stores with comics. Left. I think it was either either TikTok or a documentary or something about Chernobyl. And there's, like, underground tourists, like, tours that you can take yeah. that are highly illegal, but people actually sell tours that they'll take you into the into the plant. Did you know that? Like, there's actually... I've heard rumors about that. Yeah, yeah. That's... That would be very interesting, for sure. I Speaking of creepiness, I go down the Chernobyl rabbit hole on YouTube once in a while, and uh, that's creepy, seeing what that little town looked like oh, yeah. before versus after. I mean, that was, again, vibrant community, nuclear power plant, great jobs, high-paying jobs. Everyone's got a job employed to just boom. Yeah, it's disaster. It looks like something out of a horror film, like where did everyone go? Yeah, it is. In fact, there's been horror films about it, I'm pretty sure. All right, good shit. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Congratulations on uh, today. I won't say what it is, but you know, congratulations on the Thank thing. You. And uh, and uh, yeah, keep up the good work. And what's what, what's our ending theme is? Please be careful. Please. Be careful, but don't be afraid. Love it. All right. Thank you.